to the starting line. I'm Pastor Dan, and I really hope that this can help everyone, especially those who are just starting their walks with God or restarting their walks with God after a long time away. I pray that this podcast could be great for your foundation in the gospel so that you can know what it means to be a Christian and how you can start walking with God. All right, welcome back to our second episode of The Starting Line. If you are on your way to work or coming back from work, I hope this can give you the supernatural strength to endure another work week. I hope this helps all of us grow as a Christian as we look at the Sermon on the Mount and we see how Jesus describes what a Christian is supposed to look like. We started last week by reading, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. And to summarize, we said, Jesus confronts the pride in our heart. We don't come to God as if we are strong and powerful and self-righteous. We come to God weak and broken and needy. But the amazing thing is that to these weak, needy, broken sinners like us is the kingdom of God. We said Christianity does not start by saying, oh, I am more right than everyone. Christianity starts by saying, I am more wrong than everyone. It starts with an understanding of our own need for God's grace. Let's look at two more Beatitudes today. Uh, First one in verse four. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. If you look at those words, I mean, it's tricky. Like, think about it. Blessed are those who mourn. Happy are those who mourn. And that's really weird. It feels like it's like a riddle or something. It doesn't really seem to make sense. So let's look at the logic of what Jesus is trying to say here. Many times in the Bible, if you want to understand what's going on, you have to look at what's called the context. You have to look at what comes before and after that verse or passage. And so we just read earlier that blessed are the poor in spirit. And now we see blessed are those who mourn. So we know these two concepts should be linked. So with that in mind, when we look at this verse, we can start to see that Jesus is actually creating a progression in the Beatitudes. It starts by understanding we are poor in spirit. When we look inside of ourselves, in our own heart, we find no reason for encouragement. We find a lot of wickedness and brokenness. We find our poverty in spirit which is the first beatitude. So as we see our sinfulness, our emptiness, our brokenness, this type of self-reflection, if done truly, leads to mourning. So it's not just that Christians recognize their sins, their poverty of sins, but it has to bother them. It has to weigh them down. So there is this mourning that must happen because of our sins. And I think an easy way to think of why this matters is because we have all met people who see their poverty of spirit. Maybe they see their sins, but they kind of go like, eh, whatever. Like, they feel very indifferent about it. They don't really take it seriously. They refuse to feel the weight of it. It would be like, you know, if their heart was like an Instagram newsfeed and whenever they see their sinfulness or the poverty of their spirit, they just keep kind of scroll past it. They're like, oh yeah, that's there. And they just keep scrolling, keep scrolling, and they don't really feel the weight of their imperfection. But if we want to grow in our walks with God, we cannot do that. We can't just scroll past our sins. We can't just scroll past these things to artificially protect our happiness because Jesus is saying true blessedness and joy is not in scrolling past our sins, 
but in feeling the weight and mourning for our sins. Now, of course, this sounds really scary. It sounds scary to feel the weight of our own sins, our own unworthiness. And so we are very afraid to really mourn over our own hearts, to really feel the weight of our lostness. I mean, we're afraid that we might lose ourselves to this type of feeling. But this is actually what grows us as Christians, grows us in the gospel, because the promise is that those who mourn shall be comforted. Because when you truly mourn over your sins and your unworthiness and all these things, you start to leave your confidence in yourself, in your own ability, in your own self-righteousness, and you start placing it further and further in God's word, God's promises, and the gospel. And by mourning, we are no longer comforted by our own self-righteous hearts. We are comforted in the gospel of Jesus Christ alone. And so the more we truly mourn, the more we truly can be comforted in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's why we're not trapped by mourning, but we're actually set free and comforted by mourning. If you have been a Christian for a long time, maybe this can help you start growing again. Because after you walk in faith for a while, our hearts, because our hearts are still very influenced by sin, has a tendency to find comfort in itself, tendency to find comfort in its own actions, tendency to find comfort in who we are or how long we've been religious. But once again, this is how we start growing again, by mourning over the state of our hearts and being comforted by the gospel alone and turning to God again to be our everything. And this sets us free to walk with him again and to grow in him again. With that, that leads us to the second beatitude for today. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. If you thought the last beatitude was confusing, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted, this one's even stranger. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. How? <laughs> like, we've all heard the saying, nice guys finish last, but how are the meek going to inherit the earth when sometimes it feels like the it's hard for the meek to even inherit a pay raise or something? Now, especially if you think about it, if God is our father, if God is our dad, I mean, for those of us who live in LA, who have met very, very wealthy people and very spoiled children, they know how it is. Do you know who my father is? Do you know who my dad is? And so usually it gets to their head and they they become kind of spoiled and selfish, but that's not how the children of God are supposed to be. We're supposed to be humble and serving and selfless. We're supposed to be meek. As it says in 1 Corinthians 13, love does not seek its own way. And so we're supposed to not seek our own way. We're supposed to be meek. And once again, how in the world are the meek going to inherit the earth? But here's the cool thing now. As we progress through this beatitude, we're starting to see, as we get lower and lower and lower, we're starting to see not just more of what it means to be a Christian. We're starting to see more of Christ. And we start to recognize as we get lower and lower in our spirit and more and more humble, we start to see Jesus more clearly because Jesus inherited the earth through weakness. He did it through meekness. He did it through dying for it. 
Jesus has no real reason to be weak. He's God. He owns everything. And he's a righteous judge. And we all sin against him. But he came to serve. He came to wash our feet. He came to inherit the earth by dying for it. And the message here is the message of the gospel and so counterculture. The world has taught us over and over, take what you can get. And only the strong will inherit the earth. But that's not the blessed life. It's not the happy life. It's not the good life. And it's not the life that God wants us to have. Because ultimately, it leaves us fighting. It leaves us hating. It leaves us empty. It leaves us starving. It leaves us in competition with our brothers and sisters. It leaves so many people having none. And at the end of it, we can't hold on to it anyways when we die. That was our episode of The Starting Line. We hope you join us next time as we continue to learn how to keep walking with the Lord together. So wherever you go, move your eyes.